Welcome back to Word and Table, a weekly podcast on liturgy, sacraments, and the great tradition of Christian worship, and why it is vital in our world today. I'm your host, Alex Wilgus, and I'm here, as always, with Father Stephen Gauthier. Welcome back, Father Stephen. Great to be back, Alex. Father Stephen is the canon theologian of the Diocese of the Upper Midwest in the Anglican Church in North America, and he is Director of Formation at St. Paul's House of Formation in the Greenhouse Movement. Father Stephen, on a uh, recent episode, we were talking about how God is transcendent and how he is powerful and in control of everything, um, which is a, a, a very wonderful and comforting thought. But sometimes, you know, it made me consider one of the main things that we do as believers is uh, pray. Um, and I kind of struck me when I was you know, praying for things, asking God to do things, um, asking God for blessings and things like that. Um, you know, wasn't, isn't God just going to do what he's going to do? And what do I have to do with all of this? Um, so, you know, what it, the reason why we pray is actually an interesting question since we believe in a God that is absolutely in control of everything and knows better than we do. Um, it might kind of seem like the things that we ask of him are, you know, a little silly and a li- uh, futile, you know, if he's going to do what he's going to do, right? So maybe, maybe I should just start with this question. Should we pray? Should we pray at all? Well, we certainly should. And maybe the answer to this question, by the way, uh, Jesus made the same point you made. He said, your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's yeah, the math, right. Sermon on the Mount. Your father knows what you need. You don't have to inform him like maybe you haven't gotten the message, you know, type of thing. God <laughs> yeah. is fully aware. He knows better than we do what we actually need. Hmm. But again, it's one of the three pillars of Judaism was, you know, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So maybe the best way to start, why do we pray? Is because Jesus did. That's the first reason. He's our perfect model. As a human being, Jesus prays a whole lot. This is a big theme in the Gospel of Luke. And let's look at when he prays. That's going to tell us something why we pray. In baptism, it says, while he was praying, the heavens were opened. So at this moment, he was praying when this happens. Before he selected the apostles, he spent a whole night praying. It says, he went to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. And then when day came, he called his disciples and chose from them 12, whom he called apostles. Peter's uh, Peter's confession, remember he asked them, who do you say that I am? Again, it happened he was praying alone. And, you know, uh, that's when he said, hey, guys, (laughs) who do people say that I am? At the transfiguration, you see a pattern here. At the transfiguration, he's praying when he's transfigured. At the Last Supper, he says, Simon, Simon, I've prayed for you. He said, you know, Satan's asked to have you sift you like wheat, but I prayed for your faith. And he has that high priestly prayer. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, Father, he kneels down and he says he prayed. He prayed the more earnestly. Even on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. So let's look at why Jesus prayed in those different episodes. Yeah, so I mean, so the first thing, right, is, yes, we should pray because Jesus prayed. <laughs> if, if it was good enough for him, it's got to be good enough for us, right? But then we have to say, why did Jesus pray? Mm-hmm. Because he was really praying. So what does it mean for Jesus, who himself is, is, is the son of the Father? He's God. Why does he pray? Well, at the baptism and the transfiguration, He's enjoying fellowship with the Father. Prayer means lifting our minds and hearts to God. It doesn't mean asking for stuff. That's a form of prayer. Anytime we connect with God, you know, it's a way we're with somebody. 
You know, sometimes we can pray without words. Uh, for example, anyone who's married knows this theory. is like, I think when you're dating, when you're really, uh, and you're in college, you've all this, sometimes you just go to, to uh, on a study date. You know, you go to the library together and just sit on the other side, just knowing they're there is special. It really is. You just know they're there. You're together. And so prayer is lifting the mind and heart to God. So in this case, he's praying. He's just basically enjoying fellowship. He's enjoying time with his father, his baptism, his transfer. He's not asking for anything. He's just clearly being one with the father. And what happens when it would be major events when he's about to choose his apostles, when he's about to ask that question to Peter, when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane? Is Jesus has his own will as a human being, right? Like we have our own will. And this is a way we align our will with God's will. You know, it's like when you're married, um, you're one. You're no longer two, but one. But there are two people you have to, how do we come to a decision? We have to align our wills together. So part of this is saying, I want my will, I want your will to be mine. And so it's the way we come here and we're trying to align our will with the will of the Father. And another is simply to communicate grace. God gives us, allows us to be part of his giving. So he allows us by asking a prayer to say, I'm going to use this as a way for people that you can always, every Christian is positioned to always being able to do something for someone. It's like giving us his credit card. It's his credit card, but it works. <laughs> yeah. And like he says, Jesus prayed for Peter. He said, I know that Satan wants you and I prayed for you. You know, that you're, you're, you're okay. The high priestly prayer, he said, I'm praying for all the people, you guys after I'm gone. And for all the people who come later on, I'm praying for you. You know, to the Father. Uh, he prays for the pardon, the forgiveness of those who crucified him. So I think maybe the ways we could talk about why do we pray is, first of all, it's our response to God's call in our life. God isn't just up in his heaven. We say some people make transcendent kick God upstairs. Mm -hmm. You know, God's in his heaven, we're down here. And while there's truth to that is God has actually called us. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, call, he knows each one of us by name. He calls out to us. It's a way we respond to God's call. Okay, when, so we, you know, we pray because God has knows us and has called us and we're 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 responding to that you know i hear when you. i when i hear pick up the phone and somebody says hey Stephen," i respond yeah hello i'm here god calls to us he does it in scripture he does it in our heart you know mm -hmm. he it calls to us and this is the way we respond to this god speak your servant is listening exactly yeah. this is how we respond to god it's how a really a real friendship develops by spending time with the others it's not always chatting Especially, I think, with guys, you know, I come from a generation where guys tended to talk less than the women did when they got together, but they just spent a lot of time together fixing things and doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a time spent in fellowship with God. We were very consciously with God. We don't have to articulate that, but we are very conscious, of, you know, God's here, and that's good. Yeah. Okay, another thing is aligning our will with the will of the Father. And this happens, like we have it in marriages, the same thing. What happens if... I must admit, I know what the right thing to do is. I'm just really don't. I'm not. I don't feel that yet. I, I, I wish it were true. I don't. I don't have that feeling yet of aligned. You know, I want to align my will with you. Uh, you know, I like to. I want to forgive, but I don't really feel forgiveness now. You know, I want to be that place. I want to be that person. And this is a way by prayer we can actually by being spending time with God, we can align ourselves 
uh, you know, with his will. That's what Jesus does in the car. He said, I don't really feel like this. He says, I'm scared, you know, <laughs> basically, Father, not my will, but yours be done. But I, what I'm here to do is I want to spend time with you so that I'm going to sort of pick up your will. Mm, I yeah. want it. Right now it isn't, but I, I want it to be. Yeah. So it's a way we can align our will with the Father. So it's we spend time with him in order to to want what he wants. Well, there's an analogy I really like. Is remember how we say God is like fire. And fire has qualities. Fire has warmth, and it throws out warmth, and it throws out light. So if I'm at a campfire, and I'm cold, it's really cold, it's the winter, and there's a campfire, a lot of people around it, and I still feel cold, what do I do? Get closer to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> if I yeah. want warmth and light, it, that's not how it is with God. If you want to experience these things, you need to get closer to God, and prayer is our practical way of getting closer to God. Is if I want to develop relationships with people, I spend time with them. You now, often we lost, we lose great friendships in our lives because we just sort of draw apart. It's not that we had to fight or anything at all, not quite to the contrary. We just never get around to keeping in contact. So prayer is a practical way we just keep the lines open with God. We just keep that relationship alive, you know, by just being, if you want to get warm, get close to the fire. And again, why is, if God knows what we need, why does he still say that we should ask that? It's not that God needs to know, it's that we need to ask. You know, see, sometimes God, you know, d does things simply because for us. For example, with that widow, why did he, he didn't need the money. She only had two lousy coins. Right. But he would not deny her the privilege of being a giver. Hmm. He would not deny her that. He didn't need the money. He didn't need to receive. She needed to give. Yeah. And so it's not that God needs to hear is we need to ask. Hmm. Because yeah. instead of our, you see, here's what happens. Otherwise, our troubles make us tend to go inward, doesn't, don't they? You know, sort of like curling up, is we want to curl up in ourselves. By praying, it forces, draws us out of ourselves, even at the very time we tend to be most selfish, most in, introspective, when we're in trouble, yeah. we're scared. We want to withdraw, and this is exactly the time I want you to ask about this. I know, but I want you to ask, because it's the way to get you out of yourself so we can stay connected, so mm -hmm. you don't just cut yourself off. That's a natural thing that we cut ourselves off. Yeah, yeah. So, so petitions are also the uh, the the main point of them is also relationship with God. Yeah, um, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It might be like telling someone, you know, still saying you you can yeah you can borrow the car if you need it, but if you do that, like the kids, I always want you to come here and ask me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to sure. come and ask me. The answer is going to be yes, but I still want that. I, I just don't want this to separate us. I want us. It's not like the car is a way to get away from home. Is even when you ask for it, it brings yeah. us together. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And another is we often feel so helpless. So this is a special gift God has given us. Like if you're a poor person, what can you do? You say like the widow. And so he has chosen in his power to use it this way. He says, he's, this is the company credit card. He says, if you pray for others, and I'm going to tell you, he tells us why he likes it this way that I will actually use it. I will use that as, a, as an actual means of grace for other people. Your prayer mm -hmm. for them really will cause results. And so that even, we hear prayer warriors, what happens when you're dying from cancer? You can barely move on your bed and you hate feeling useless. And saying, God, oh, you're not at all. Is right now you have access to the God of the universe. You know, we're talking Hebrews. We, we go into the inner sanctuary, the, the mercy seat to the throne mm -hmm. of grace. Yeah. That we... We say, look, something's happening, whether it be a war in another part of the world or something. What can I do? But we can always do something. It's not an excuse for not doing other things, but saying no matter what our situation, we can always do this. And God says, it's a currency I recognize. Hmm. Even though it's my credit card and you're using halfway around the world, 
you know, it still is going to be charged to my account. Yeah, yeah. And, and Paul explains what's so neat about this. He says in 2 Corinthians 1.11, he says, you also must help us by prayer. And he's going to say, why? So that many will give thanks on behalf uh, for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. Now, what that means in plain English is this. Like we have our, our bishop got very, very sick a number of years ago. He almost died on the way back. Uh, he had a very serious condition. He had to be flown back from Africa. Uh, we, mm-hmm. you know, it was really very touch and go. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And a whole lot of us were praying really hard. And here's the yeah. beautiful thing. If he had just prayed, oh, God could, could have heard him in things, but the point would have been when he had the thing, he, he would be the only one giving thanks too. And God says, I want everybody to share in a beautiful moment. I want a lot of people here to share in this. So all of us who pray, it's an answer to all of our prayers. We feel like individually God has acted for us. So that's why he says there's, if you help us by prayer, so there'll be many who will be giving thanks on our behalf, not just us. All of you who've prayed would realize it's an answer to all of those prayers. So it's also a beautiful thing that allows God's transforming miracles to have many fathers, <laughs> to have all of us can really be participants. Not just the person who's sick. All of us who pray for the person who's sick can also be direct recipients of God's grace. And it empowers us. There's always something we can do. So the common thread here is that our prayer is, is totally bound up in our, our relationship, our relatedness, uh, our, our, our closeness to God. It's a mean by, means by which we enjoy that and, and even participate in the things that he's doing in the world. Yeah, prayer is our relationship with God because everything that lifts our mind and heart to God is prayer. Mm-hmm. And so it's saying we, anything that keeps getting, keeping us hooked in with God that's why we say Paul says, pray without ceasing. He clearly wasn't talking about offering petitions all the time. He's talking about always live in a sense of being in the presence of God. Because hmm. hmm. it makes a difference. Connects us with the living God who's the source of all light, of all power. I'm the way, the truth, the life. Yeah. I can see how an increasing prayer life would, uh, or learning to increase in prayer is also going to just increase in, in joy and in, in enjoyment of of living the life of faith because you're, you're doing it with him. You know, he, it's like, he's, yes. he's right there and you're not ignoring him. You're, you're paying attention, paying attention to him. That's the, that's the definition of prayer. I really liked. It's a one, one uh, famous pastor wrote, he said, prayer is just paying attention to God. I like that. So, lifting our yeah. minds and hearts to God. It's just paying attention, yeah. being aware of the facts. It's like people, so many, you know, we have people of this beauty. They've never lost their sense of wonder at the beauty of the world. They yeah, right. go out on a beautiful day and they're wonderful to be with. So you recognize things, you, you just get, you get blasé, you know, you mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. jaded. Yeah, yeah. And so this is what prayer does that for us. It makes us, so we never forget the most fantastic thing in the world is God. Yeah. So we never take God for granted. Hmm. But again, that's if you've right. been with people like this, like with the world, people who just love nature, you know, that's why Francis, the St. Francis of Assisi famously was so aware of the beauty of nature as a sign of God. He just saw God everywhere. He saw these beauties and most people didn't see it because they didn't even see nature. Yeah, yeah. They're done looking at the road thinking of the next deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's right. And yeah, no, I love it too that, you know, the same thing with, your spouse is, you know, the, the substance of your relationship is the attention you pay to, to yeah. one another. You know, my, my dad's done a lot of, uh, couples therapy and stuff. And a lot of it just comes down to, Hey, what, what, how are you guys attending to one another? It's not always romance all the time, but everything, all the attention that is paid to 
each other, that, that all adds up into really how you're doing your closeness with each other. So I guess that that's, I, I like looking at prayer in that way. Yeah. It's alertness. It's an alertness to God. And it's our connection with the living God. It's the heart of our relationship. There is no life with God without prayer. But prayer understood in the broader sense. It's not just articulating prayer. Vocal prayer is very important. But it's this constant awareness every time we have we see something beautiful, something that, that, that sense of just being aware I'm living in God's world. My father's world. Well, thanks so much, Father Stephen. Thank you for listening to Word and Table. We'll be back again next week for more on liturgy, sacrament, and the great tradition of Christian worship. Thanks for listening.